I have a question of the most important. Shoot. What's your favorite Transformer? Ooh, favorite Transformer, Starscream. I knew it was going to be Starscream, and I'm very happy about that. Why is Starscream <laughs> your favorite Transformer? There's a few reasons. Um, first off, he just looks cool. I had a, a toy of Starscream when I was a kid that I really liked. I liked all the Transformers toys a lot, but Starscream was the coolest one. And... I remember him being a huge dick, but a funny dick, and I like that. He is. Do you know what he also <laughs> is in every single iteration of every Transformers? Like his his uh, form? His character arc. Oh, no, I'm not sure. He's a traitor. Oh, yeah, I do he, remember and, that now. <laughs> uh, yeah, he always turns against the Decepticons, and that's why he is one of my favorites, is because he also is not into binary government. Also that and Rhinox. Do you remember Rhinox? Rhinox... Oh, he was from Beast Wars? Yeah. I remember Rhino. He's just the Rhino with the Gatling gun hands, but he's also the pacifist, so he's got, like, the biggest weapons, and he's, uh, real into it. And that goes into my, the more power you have, the less you should use it situation. Yeah. Anyway. It's always the guy with the big weapon, huh? He's got two of them. I know, but it's always, like, the peaceful, gentle giant guy. You haven't read the post. No. There's, there's some of that in the post, man. The book. Okay. Not the movie. They don't, there's a whole, like, bioweapon thing that goes on in the book that's just conveniently left out of the movie. Good book. Who was the main star of that? The Postman. Was it Kevin uh, Costner? Or am I thinking of a different movie? No, Mel Gibson. Okay. But, yeah. So, anyway, you have mysteries, one of which I know. I have two mysteries today, and I want to get your thoughts on um The first one is the Dancing Plague of 1518 you've heard of this before i have heard of this before and i've heard of it in the same context text as there was also a laughing plague or a laughing sickness they didn't call it a plague and i i think it was both of them mentioned on the same radio lab maybe 10 years ago okay so i'm not incredibly up to date on dancing plague lure so the dancing plague happened um it happened over a period of time, actually. It was basically from July 1518, this one it started, to September 1518. So what is that? Uh, almost three months, four months, I guess, depending on when, what point in the month it started. Yes, I will not disagree with that, because I swear <laughs> I know when all of the months are and in what order. <laughs> there's some letters, and then there's a Jason in the middle, and then there's some more letters. That's how I remember it. I go by 1 through 12. <laughs> That's actually how I usually do it, too. I just, I always remember that Jason in the middle. What is it? July, August, September, October, November. Anyways, 1518. <laughs> July to September. It started with basically, like, one woman, um, from what I can tell, who just started dancing in the street, and then more and more people started to join her. <laughs> Was there any music? I don't know. Yeah, well, so I really it was don't the know. 1500s. So if there was music, that means there was somebody there playing the music. 
Uh, yeah, very. It'd probably be very minstrel, like yeah, medieval kind of music for sure. Yeah, it would probably be a guy with like a gourd, some yep. string. Because <laughs> yeah. um, the immediately I think of curse, which I don't actually believe in, but I also don't believe in plagues that make you dance. So <laughs> yeah, that's what. So my biggest curiosity over this whole event is what do they mean by dance? Was it just people kind of spazzing out, twitching? So what I understand from this, it was actually dancing. Okay. That's what it seems like and all the accounts I've been reading and you know the historical but also keep accounts. in mind what dancing was in the 1500s. Right, and it that's the other thing. It wasn't just wiggly, <laughs> like it was somewhat formal. There are large steps to it. Yeah, actual moves and like patterns and yeah. I don't think there was a lot of dances you could do totally by yourself, which is probably not. So let me tell you about the actual event, and it's like, you know, kind of shaky details on some of it. Obviously, it's a long time ago. Um, but so there was one other event like this, actually, that happened beforehand. Uh, it was in the 11th century, and I guess it was uh, less people, but everyone pretty much dismissed that as demonic possession or divine judgment. You know, basically... How are those the same thing? <laughs> That's the bravery is often viewed as stupidity. <laughs> yeah. This is either the work of the devil or God. We don't it, know which. It's one of them. Yeah. And he hates us or they hate us. That is kind of a funny viewpoint. Like, oh, well, it's either a demon or a god, but they feel the same way. <laughs> yeah. It's either for something we did wrong or because they wanted us to do something wrong. Yeah. Um, and also in the 15th century, so like 100 years before this, there was another similar case of a woman that was bit by a spider, a tarantula, and uh, the venom made her dance convulsively, according to this report. That's real weird, because don't tarantula bites give you, like, painful erections if you're a dude? <laughs> really? I had yeah, no idea. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's a tarantula bite thing. That's crazy. Is it like... Like, no matter what, do you have to be aroused, or it's just like, now I'm you got a sure. boner forever? I know that, <laughs> <clears throat> I'm not sure if it's a specific kind of tarantula, but I do know through my knowing too much about zombification, people who get bit and get the erection thing have to go to the doctor and have it drained. Dang. Yeah. Because it can be fatal. Is Viagra like, let's make this spider our mascot? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think Viagra wants to kill the old men. Yeah, that's true. Cialis, maybe? Cialis, probably. Okay. Aren't yeah. they? I don't, is Cialis? <laughs> is, I don't know anything about boner pills. I don't know. You'd think either. I would. The only thing I know about boner pills is supposedly if you take Klonopin and Viagra at the same time, it's awesome. Huh. But I got that information from somebody who was snorting both of them off of my toilet unexpectedly. Huh. So you're saying it's highly reliable. Well, either that. Or that's <laughs> that's a different story all the way around. Yeah. Yeah, so this lady in 15th century Italy got bit by a tarantula. Um, I guess they played music for her, too. Because in this account, it's Wait, like... the tarantulas did? Or the people? <laughs> well, this doesn't specify, but I'm assuming the people. All right. Yeah, so... They were playing music for her because they 
determined that the only cure was for her to dance and listen to music. Whoa. So they gave you the the earwig cure? The only way to get the tune out of your ears to listen to it? (laughs) I think so. I think they were like, yeah, you you just have to shake it off. That's what it is. You know, the spider bitch, you shake it out. That would be what I did. If she wasn't being injured, I'd be like, you dance, (laughs) man. Yeah. That's your thing. (laughs) It's a great power. With great power comes great responsibility. And sweet, sweet moves. (laughs) That's the alternate timeline spider fan. Uh, anyway, so those are the two cases that kind of happened before that, but much less widespread. So then in 1518, in Strasbourg, which is modern-day France, I guess it wasn't at the time, it was part of the Roman Empire. Um, in Strasbourg, 1518, this affected... So there's a little bit of a back and forth, but they're saying anywhere from 50 to 400 people. That's a, a lot of... So we're going to say 250 people? Yeah. I think that's probably a little more accurate. Honestly, I would probably take the low range because I think people just always overestimate. 50? I I think we used to be better at guessing how many people were in a room back then. Maybe this is a modern viewpoint of people suck at estimating. (laughs) Yeah, because it was actually super important to know the difference between 50 and 150 people. Because I know now I can tell 50 people at a glance and that's about the end and all i do in my head is divide the room yeah yeah same here yeah i try to like divide them up into tens and yeah you probably read about 50 so maybe they had it uh anyways 50 to 400 people there are also disputes about like how many died from it but they think people did die from it um might be on the lower end but some sources claim that up to 15 people per day were dying what happens when you just knock these people unconscious? Was there anybody trying to solve this problem, or were they just letting them dance out in the streets? But it eat, I'd eat. Yeah, I'm not sure, because the first person was a woman. So, I mean, just the time, you think someone would be like, hey, <laughs> you well, woman over time, there. Well, at that time, I would think that they would be like, that's hysteria, and put her in an insane asylum. Right, I'm, I'm just going off of your point of like, yeah, club that lady, I don't know. Yeah, just that's what out. I would think that they would do. They'd be like, oh, she has a touch of the devil in her. Right. And they'd, like, either that or they would claim that she was somehow hysterical. I don't know if hysterical came later as a medical thing. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I would assume that that lady would be either duct taped up or killed by the church or something for some form of either heresy or devil worship. Yeah, absolutely. So there is also, um, like, there, it's pretty certain that the first person who started dancing, <laughs> she actually was named. Uh, Lady Trophia is her name. And basically the way that this epidemic spread was just people kept joining in <laughs> until the crowd got larger and larger. Uh, and they were, you know, right in the middle of the city, like in the roads, just dancing. Um, I think most of the accounts of dying from it was just because they wouldn't stop dancing. So they'd like exhaust themselves and starve. What else was going on in the city at this time? <laughs> I have no idea. Because <laughs> what the other thing I can think of that this actually is, is some form of protest. And this is how history remembered it, because this is how they covered it up. Well, that's Was they were like, oh, all those guys that were protesting, like, the king or whatever? No, they just had a dancing disease. All the ones who died, totally just died dancing. Yeah. 
And so I mentioned the first person was a woman. Um, all the people that joined in, most of them were young women. Is this the first women's rights protest that was covered up by a government? <laughs> Could be. Um, some p- potential theories about it are food poisoning. I kind of think this one might be the best theory. How does food poisoning do that? So do you know how... Have you ever heard like the Salem Witch Theory? About how that they stored all their grain in this place. Yeah, they got... And it turned it... it yeah. Like the rye got fungus on it, turned into ergo, which but is what LSD is made out of. doesn't that just make you hallucinate? Yes. Yeah, so that's one of the theories, is basically they consumed that ergo as well. And, and they were hallucinating. All of them were hallucinating dancing? I guess that's the theory. All right, so what's the most <laughs> people you've been around at the same time tripping? Tennis. Tennis. that's about what I have. Mm-hmm. In no way, shape, or form in that situation do I think I could have gotten more than maybe three people at a time on yeah. the same page. It's a very, like, Let hurting Let alone make cats. them do an action. Right. Like, I think the most thing I've gotten everybody tripping to do is go on a walk. And then that's kind of treacherous because you just have to make sure everybody stays together. Yeah. So I don't see that being a, we're all hallucinating the exact same dance party because at least some of them would be off doing different dances. True. Which maybe they were. It doesn't really say what kind. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? It's, it's very hard to get the vibe of this. This is why I almost think this was a cover-up of some kind. Yeah, that's why this one's so fascinating to me, because it seems kind of logical. Like, oh, maybe you'd have some kind of weird brain parasite or something, but well, also... I would so... say prion disease, because prion diseases are the only thing that I know of that cause, like, super weird behavior. Like, rabies is a prion disease. Yeah. And rabies does this thing where it makes you afraid of water, which I don't understand at all how that's possible, that something's chemical response is to make you afraid of shit like it makes sense fear is something that's released in your brain as a chemical yeah but it's as a disease progression it just makes you afraid of water so if it was a prion disease i could see if part of its uh progression was giving you that funky groove but prion (laughs) diseases are usually fatal what do you mean fake fatal Oh, fatal. Not yeah, fake. Yeah. Very far from <laughs> yeah, fake. Yeah, I was like, huh? Rabies is real, baby. Don't yeah. fuck around with that. Dude, my mom had to get a bunch of, I think she got it's a bunch like, of rabies shots. It's like she 32 got, of them. Yeah, like she two like, rounds. she's told me about it so many times of like, that was the one of the worst times of her childhood. Because yeah. she got bit by a raccoon or something. Yeah, and that's, she might not have even had rabies. Yeah, but that's they don't the, know. That's my least favorite part about the rabies shots is it's just do this because if you don't you might die and i guess they can cure rabies once you get it now so it's uh not really considered curing it it's more or less keeping you alive long enough for you to survive it and as of 2016 that was only like 14 people so i mean yeah okay but and there's a there's a goldilocks zone yeah because Previously, all of that was like, you're basically giving your body um, a vaccine, like a real short-term vaccine. Right. So you're getting it into your body at the same time. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, people went with the demon angle. I wouldn't assume demon angle. I still (laughs) want to know what was going on in that city during that time. Because this is far enough ago that this could have been a protest, and they could have just killed a bunch of people, broken up the protest, and told everybody that was writing about it. Because that's, like, what, two people? Like, how many people... Hey, how many people are literate enough to produce, like, a newspaper? Like, they probably had a newspaper out there but that's before the modern printing press so that's people with square blocks and stones yeah wiping ink let's see if i can get any historical context strasburg so this is something i'm getting more interested in is we know modern day how easy it is to just completely rewrite history and then we like read all of this supernatural stuff that supposedly affected hundreds of people yeah and i'm like Back then, all you had to do was tell the four people leaving town what you wanted the story to be, and that would be the official story for everyone. So Strasbourg seems kind of interesting, actually. Um, Between 362 and 1262, it was governed by bishops. Uh, Their rule was reinforced in 873, more in 982. But in 1262, the citizens violently rebelled against the bishop's rule, and Strasbourg became a free imperial city. So it has a history of the people rising up? (laughs) Yes, it does. Yeah, and then it became part of France in 1681, so we're in 1518 when the epidemic happens. So it was still a free town? Yeah, free imperial city. So this was probably, in my opinion, some form of cover-up. Yeah. Cover up for what, though? I don't know. It sounds like a protest (laughs) of some kind, and being as most of them were women, I would say some form of women's rights. Yeah. Because aren't the French kind of into letting women do stuff? Yeah. So if it was already kind of a hotbed of women wanting rights, was that one of the things that France... I'm sure there was some form of bloody war, because that's usually what happened back then. (laughs) But is that one of the reasons why France was just like, eh, come on in. (laughs) Could be. I wonder if it's like, you know, these bishops got kicked out. So then they were like, oh, we got to get back in there. And uh, they found out at the same time that some musicians were trying to take control out of, of the town. And they're like, man, these people are going to love music. They're going to love dancing. We have to demonize dancing so it's that they just, don't want this. It's the footloose <laughs> fucking bad PR campaign against music. Yeah. Yeah. I always forget that that movie is really sad. Uh, it's another one I've never seen, so I was just saying, yeah, to I've agree. only seen it in pieces, <laughs> and that's why. Um, there's one other theory here that I think is kind of interesting, is mass psychogenic illness, which is just... Is that just mass hysteria? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. It's just when that's people... That's real. Yeah. When they just start exhibiting the same bizarre behavior. That's the same thing I always chalk up to. Have you ever fucking tricked a bunch of people into thinking they're drunk? I haven't, but I saw that happen a few times in high school. You've probably seen it happen with me. Because it was one of my favorite things to do when people would ask me for alcohol is me just not give them alcohol because I was an alcoholic. (laughs) But yeah. Like, you can get a whole bunch of people to act super drunk, even if they know that they're not drinking, just by having them hang out with drunk people. That's why the brewery was real interesting, because there'd be, like, a table of completely sober people acting like drunk assholes. 
<laughs> and it was just because everybody around them was drunk. So they started acting drunk and they happen to be assholes when they're drunk. It is kind of wild how that happens. Like, I think that actually happens more with weed where people just start like even people that like never smoke weed are really like kind of straight and narrow people. And they're like, no, I'll hang out or whatever. And like, let's say you're outside too. So it's probably not a secondhand thing. And then they start telling you, they're like, man, I'm feeling crazy. <laughs> yeah. You pick up. I hate saying things like vibe because of what our culture has done with the word vibe. Yeah. But you do kind of pick up on vibes and hang out. Yeah, in definitely. In that situation. That's one of the my bigger failings as an employee is if nobody's working hard, neither will I. Because yeah. that's just, you will also feel weird when you're the only one working hard in a group of people. So you're just like, meh. Very I'm going to become one of these. Yeah, humans really feed off of that energy. All animals do in a way, you know, the pack mentality and all that. But it is crazy how humans can really feed off that energy so much. So, uh, yeah, after talking to three, you know, I think that's actually it. I think it's kind of that um, Strasbourg seems like a place that was kind of always going through turmoil. At the same time, we got the plague, you know, the Black Plague going on. So that's putting stress on these people. And I could see the one person, this Lady Trophia, completely losing it. And it's like, that's the straw that broke the camel's back for everyone else. Maybe that's what happened. I'm still going with cover-up, especially if the plague's <laughs> going on. Well, I guess we'll never know, but... Oh, we will. <laughs> I got that fucking time machine. I will use it. I just have to figure out how to get the little clasp to work. Once that clasp is ready, going back in time. The it clasp. goes forward, too. I got a fancy-ass machine. Nice. Yeah. I need an A1 clasp. If anybody out there has an A1 clasp for, like, a C23 time machine, I just need that. <laughs> okay. Very specific, but... Well, I mean, <laughs> you can't just put any old fucking piece on there, man. You're right. The other mystery I have for you today, the miracle of the sun. Have you ever heard of this one? The miracle of the sun? Is that how plants grow? Are you about to explain (laughs) to me chlorophyll and the cycle of plant life? They got square cells and stuff. That is one miracle of the sun. Do we get to cut a paper cup in half that has a bean plant growing in it? So I can, this all reminds me of like third grade. Do you remember growing a bean plant in third grade? Absolutely, man. We germinated that shit. We fucking planted it. That was, that was a magical time in my life. I think I actually ate some of the beans off of my bean pod. Nice. No, it probably wasn't nice because I went and planted it in my mom's backyard, which is in a city, which means I ate a bunch of stuff that was just taken out of nasty city ground. (laughs) Just chemical leached beans. (laughs) Yeah. Like, I'm directly (laughs) under power lines. That's like (laughs) disgusting. The only birds shit that gets to it to fertilize it is birds that have been eating shit off the ground in the city. Yeah. Yeah. Dirty beans. And then you had beans growing in your stomach for weeks, I'm sure. I Yes, I shat out beans. <laughs> anyway, it's like rabbit poop. The sun. The miracle of the sun. Well, one of many miracles of the sun, because it's a miraculous orb. 
The Miracle of the Sun, this happened on the 13th of October in 1917 in Portugal. Okay, so this isn't that long ago. Yeah, not very long ago there are photographs of this. Yeah, I was going to say, there's a radio back then. Yep. It still remains kind of mysterious because um, basically what happened... All right, let me tell you that first. No. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let me just jump back to descriptions then. Uh, So three kids who were shepherds. I guess they were just like shepherd kids hanging out back then. That's what the job shepherd is, is hanging out. You're a guy that sits there and makes sure that things don't run off. Kids, though? Yeah, that's the... Yeah, so... The actual job of a shepherd is to walk everything out to wherever it eats and right. sit there. Yeah. And if something bad happens, yell at it. Huh. I guess that is a good job for kids. Yeah. I never. It's usually the kids, and it's a classic trope for the Bible. Of course, yeah. Well, and you'll see this one's about to get re- semi-religious, too. Everything was religious back then. <laughs> yeah, and it's in Portugal, which is like it's... right by the Vatican and everything. So Right by the Vatican. Vatican yeah. adjacent? Yep. Uh, so three shepherd kids. I have their names here. Lucia Santos, Francisco. Wait, one of them only has one name. Oh, no, <laughs> because they're siblings. Uh, Francisco and Jacinta. Hopefully I said that right. Jacinta Marto. Um, they made a, a prophecy that the Virgin Mary was going to appear and perform miracles on the 13th of October. So I don't know when they said that or like who they told it to or why anyone was willing to listen to three shepherd kids. Maybe because they're shepherds. Also because there are three. The number three is like that's the father, son and Holy Ghost thing. Right. Do you know why ladders are you're not supposed to walk through them? No. Because of the three points. Oh, father, son and the Holy Ghost. So you're like breaking up the Trinity, which is the dumbest attachment I've ever seen to anything. I had no idea. Yeah, well, and that's the earliest finding of why not to do it. And as you go further in time, it becomes like, because you're walking through the devil's horns, and because this point and this point, two plus three equals, and it, like yeah. everything mutates over time. But yeah, the earliest is because you would be destroying the Trinity. Interesting. Back yeah, when so ladders three... were new. <laughs> these three kids make this prophecy... And then, sure enough, on the 13th of October, 1917, um, it, it was a slightly overcast day. It was very rainy. But then the rain and the clouds kind of pulled back a little bit. And the sun started just moving around in the sky, dancing around, as it's put in some of these accounts. Uh, some people call it the sun dance. And there were just wild colors coming off of it. Some people also describe, uh, by the way, there's a crowd of like hundreds of people out here just like witnessing this. Currently in my head, Aurora Borealis. Okay. Uh, A lot of these people also uh, describe, you know, they were all wet because they had been out in the sun. They said that the sun came down very close to them and they instantly became dry, including the ground. So like there was wet and muddy ground. And I wish we had the ability to check for cancer. (laughs) <laughs> i know this is like well because if this was like cancer. a crazy sun flare yeah that caused an aborealis effect there's a coriola effect is that what no that's the other thing i but know yeah, the star one for, that you're talking about like huh? where you see that crazy kind of star-like pattern that's aurora borealis or? aurora borealis is the northern lights right 
So it's not a pattern. It's just like green through purple fluctuations, and it's caused by the magnetic fields. So sometimes when there's solar flares, it changes where it happens on Earth. So like recently, you could see Aurora Borealis in Wyoming, I think last year. There was a couple of days where you could. But so I can imagine like there being a solar flare that was big enough to just like hit us with and my thoughts is that those people that got real dry also probably got like massive dose of gamma and died maybe seven years later of unknown causes yeah so there are pictures of this but obviously it can't really do it justice you know because it's like all there's like swirling lights (laughs) like dancing sun and stuff but it's wild like how long did it last Oh, good question. I think it was just like an afternoon. Well, it was long enough to take a picture, because taking a picture back then involved waiting. Yeah, I mean, this was a long, drawn-out thing that hundreds of people were witnessing at the same time. Uh, It says here it lasted approximately 10 minutes. Wow. They have pictures of it? Yeah. Quite a few pictures of it, Well, I guess cameras would have been, like, fucking super awesome, like, new back then, so anyone who had one would have been that guy that you meet at work that's like hey i got into this new thing you're like come on steve don't bring your gun to work yeah and i'm not sure exactly how the like prophecy and like getting it out went or whatever but the crowd was gathered for this too so i think maybe they brought out the camera thinking oh "Oh, we're about to see the virgin mary (laughs) had their shit because they were there for something else yeah and they didn't know what it was. So no but. one named Mary came forward and said the sun will dance? Uh, well, the kids said that the Virgin Mary would appear. And then this sun thing happened. So the zero things that these people said happened. So their prophecy was bullshit. <laughs> Depends if you think of this as the Virgin Mary or not. Well, wouldn't there have to... They said the Virgin Mary will appear. So mm-hmm. where is the Virgin Mary? But how and does she appear? A right? miracle, miracle. Well, I would assume that if you say the Virgin Mary is going to appear, it's going to be something in the form of the Virgin Mary. Could be. Because yeah. otherwise, why say Virgin Mary? You could just say a miracle will happen. You don't have to give it a name. True. It's like writing a menu. You say seasonal greens, and then no one knows what's in that shit. <laughs> right. So another interesting part of this is... Um, after this happened, the local bishop actually opened an investigation in November, so the month right after, uh, and they officially determined this. Like uh, they deemed it a miracle. Yeah. Who did they attribute it to? Uh, Our Lady Fatima, who is who is yeah the Virgin Mary. Cool. So you don't even have to be there to claim your miracles anymore. <laughs> Seems bullshit. This is a causation and correlation thing to me. These kids just chose a day that something happened and everyone is giving them credit for knowing for like this thing happening, even though what they said would happen didn't. That is a, yeah, a a part of it that's like, were these kids just really awesome astronomers? But yeah, I mean, they might have been. I'm still going with the fact that they were just lucky. And I think everybody who got instantly dried off by the sun got massively dosed with radiation and died yeah that's the part to me that is very confusing because the rest of it i kind of am like i'm with you where it's like yeah that was probably just some kind of interaction of 
Earth's atmosphere and the sun's atmosphere or whatever it was, if it was like a little mini solar flare that put them together, because that's even what the aurora borealis is, and that's yeah. why you can only see it at one part. Yeah, that's why I was saying earlier how this year, because moves. we had a solar flare, yeah. and that pushed the electron the electromagnetic field because we don't usually get it in random spots we usually get it where it just affects where the overall field stretches to yeah yeah but the part where they're describing being dried off that's that that also could just be stupid peasant people that lost track (laughs) of time yeah we both live in a desert it takes maybe 20 minutes to completely dry your clothes off from soaking wet in direct sunlight Right. Like, I'm always surprised when I have a dry towel after we just walk to the fucking car. Not that I've been wet in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Here's another interesting part of this. Um, so I told you they did this investigation, and at that time they they basically made this, like, cult of the virgin mary official because of this but then in 1940 the cult of the virgin mary yeah all right they (laughs) said it not me yeah uh yeah it's literally called that the cult of our lady fatima okay Um, but then in 1940 or i'm sorry 1930 the catholic church officially recognized it so now it's a religion but then in 1940, Pope Pius XII, he just made the Fatima apparitions a thing. So, like, not this specific miracle, but the fact that, I guess, you know, the Lady Fatima, Virgin Mary, could appear as an apparition through the sun, basically. And he claimed that he saw this several more times throughout 1940. By himself, I guess. It was like was he, he saw in Alaska. <laughs> that would be a, a funny explanation of it. Um, I think he was in the Vatican City, is what this seems like. And it's like three dates in October and one day in November. But he was the only one that saw the rest of them? <laughs> yeah. Aurora Borealis? Entirely <laughs> happening in your kitchen? <laughs> I feel like he just caught wind of this thing that happened. Like, I don't even... I guess he had to have been alive in 1917 because he would have been an old guy by 40 because he's the Pope. Yeah, I don't think we give Pope to anybody right. <laughs> under the age of 60. So it's like he probably had this old memory of this happening and was, was just like... <laughs> he's like, what's my miracle going to be? He's trying to come up with something. He's like, I'm the Pope now. I got to have something. <laughs> That's, uh, I also have this weird... Because like... So religious, like, belief is real. Like, you having, like, that's that's been measured. There's Oh, you mean, like, the that power of prayer experiment and stuff? Or what do you mean? I don't of? know what this specific experiment is, but there is, you can uh, stimulate your brain to give you what would be, con- what everybody describes as a religious experience. Okay. Like, that's an actual excitable state. Okay. And you can get there through mass hysteria and shit. So most of the time when I think higher ups in religions just start coming up with shit i'm always like no that guy definitely thinks he saw that like he's not lying according to him yeah it's just some shit my fellow serfs and surfettes i've called you here today for a message of 
top criticality. Too long have we suffered on post-lock Earth under the petulant assemblage of the Doms. After the space rock boomed us and we got shut in, they made us harvest our own extension cords from the wire orchards and didn't even lend a single Kentucky harvester. When we asked if we could have an extra helping of shampoo for our growing baby boys, they sent back an eye roll emoji. And don't forget, they canceled all of our favorite shows, mid-season even. We'll never know what happened in season 18 of Buffsy the Vampire Snatcher Jr. Let that sink in. Oh, and most of us are surviving off 600 calories a day, but I can tell you the Doms are boofing more than that for breakfast alone. It's time that we take the swiftest of actions to reverse our people's misfortunes. And I have a plan. One that will pull us out of this mess and get us back into the good graces of Earth leadership. Something that will force them to listen to us and our purchasing power. Something that will lead us to a better life. The life we have deserved for generations. Buy my Bluetooth black licorice bidet. You can hook it straight up to any water source. It's environmentally friendly, HIPAA certified, SSL certified, can run off of crude oil or solar power, and it's only $549.99. Or $649.99 with the case, and trust me, you're gonna want the case. Let's get these credits from the surfs flowing into the system so the algorithm has to recognize us. These Bluetooth black licorice bidets will swing the votes back into our favor. Bye, bye, bye. This message was brought to you by the Revolution LLC. So I've been trying to figure out how to fix um, the Senate. Fix what? The Senate. Oh, the Senate. Yes. The U.S. Senate, I'm yes, assuming. Yes, the U.S. Senate, yes, specifically. Not the Galactic not Senate. Not the University <laughs> of the Worlds or whatever they have in Bill and Ted. Uh, yeah, just trying to make the world a little better place because America's real fucking annoying most of the time and the Senate in general is kind of frustrating to watch. Yeah. So I've been trying to find a way to get everyone to win and so far it's coming out that we make it sort of a reality TV show. <laughs> I think that is the future of American politics, unfortunately. Yes, but the trick to this is to make it so that the people running the reality TV show don't control the politicians. Okay. Which is like kind of the goal is to where the politicians get to do their politician stuff completely separate from all other stuff. So you introduce blind voting. Okay. And blind voting is... Blind voting is you don't know who you're voting for. You only know what their actual career is. Like, so you know what bills they voted on. You know what their public stances are. Okay, so no kind of personal yes, extra completely stuff. completely separate. Like, oh, he's got three daughters. What a good guy, that kind yes, of thing. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Completely separate all of that from it. And then if you want to... Does you remember me talking about the color deal? color deal for the whole red and fucking blue thing is stupid and is basically there to be divisive yeah uh and i suggest to do that like fade through scale 
where it's the actual color scale and you give them <laughs> one point to the attribute and that affects their overall color in between okay. blue and red so you can end up with like the pink hues or whatever going through so and, you're like oh are you, are you voting for bruce and it's like oh you mean the magenta guy like yes. that kind of deal <laughs> so exactly but you get rid of their fucking names and you okay, make yeah. them are their you designation for is that specific <laughs> color because you put enough color value separation in it okay. to where it can be a unique thing so you just completely get the person rid of it then you make the whole senate have to do all senatorial things in senate village okay so they have to do everything there you're not allowed to see in senate village you are allowed to see people going in and out of it and anybody who is currently elected has to have their normal personal life outside of work for like three hours a day just televised of some way so like them shopping or whatever so that you get their personal life and you know that they're still elected in in the running and everything but you don't know what the fuck they're doing okay so, so this is show, while they're in the race essentially well this is or when so, they're elected so while they're elected okay so this is whole. so we don't know their personal life at all beforehand but once they're elected we get a three-hour glimpse of what's going on daily okay versus their whole senate thing and the only thing you really know is that they're still in the senate right so you make the tv show this weird parasocial thing that everybody has that everybody's betting on like oh this family guy must be the one that's doing this job or whatever but because they can't actually pin it to them they're going to more honestly vote for what they want and they can actually see the outcome in who is still running the next season of government interesting so, so could you it can be... create all of the money and all of the fanfare and everything you want on the actual watching the politicians real lives part right and make that kind of a game showy gimmicky thing and get all of the corporations in on that and they can get all their advertising and shit taken care of so they don't have to buy off politicians and politicians can get like this weird semi fame thing going on i see what you're doing here and we can actually get <laughs> shit done I think this is actually a great idea. It's like a little decoy politician, but it's literally well, the it's same also, politicians. <laughs> it's also getting ahead of the problem we already have. Right. This reminds me a lot of an idea I kind of have for the internet. I think a lot of people have this idea of just two internets. Yes, internet two. I'm yeah. a big, big believer in internet 2.0. Yeah, like one where you got to put your name in, it's official, it's monitored, and the other one is just wild west internet so this is kind of like the the uh the game show or like uh reality show aspect of it yeah play both sides yeah and then you can actually see who is earnest about stuff so would it get revealed let's say after these guys it never gets revealed but after so many seasons of government you will know because the color will drop piece it together yeah and you'll be like oh well that fell out in 2015 between blah 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 and anybody who returned there would be like some definite ability to like if you took two years off of being a politician and came back into the game yeah they'd be be like oh fucking magenta 42 is back wonder what the fuck that is and you'd be within like (laughs) these 10 people that are running this season of government you'd be like oh which one is that and that would actually get people more engaged with finding out whether like what that guy's actual life is like yeah because like what if at like season 12 
all of the good politicians are just massive alcoholics who spend all of their days in the bar. <laughs> yeah, I think the TV show would be good, too, because of, like, the Trump thing, you know, however you feel about Trump. It's like a lot of people were into him just because he was kind of anti like whatever you expected he'd just throw out like the yeah, opposite he was just like a rude yeah yeah so it's like i feel like people like you could kind of get it all out on the show right like that's fine enjoy this piece of shit character on the show but. yes but you wouldn't <laughs> ever actually know if he was on the senate what he did right until afterwards when all of a sudden he wasn't on the show and then you can be shown through straight <laughs> fact that yeah. the guy that you thought was a great guy wasn't actually doing anything the whole time because he's gone now and things are running the way you want them to. So you're just taking the identity out of politics. Well, and you're shifting some because the other great idea about this is it allows all of the corporations to make money and use whatever they want as like for the government as whatever platform that they want without affecting policy. Right. Because they can go up and fucking offer these guys all kinds of money for sponsorships or whatever based on whatever the uh, like actual public is conferring on them but none of that would they can't walk up to somebody and be like hey be on my side with sugar or whatever fucking lobbyist is going on <laughs> yeah because there's no way for that lobbyist to prove that they did anything or held through with any of those arrangements right so it's it's partially to both include and exclude the corporations from what we're doing to a degree where they have less control but still make their money because they just they're gonna bitch if they don't yeah do you who do you think <laughs> just as far as president who do you think's gonna be next like i, I feel like no we've idea. had this not like a specific person like not like name a name but we've had this arc of kind of you know, like, bringing in actors and, like, social figures. Yeah, we did this before, though. Right, Reagan. Yeah. I'm saying, like, that's grown and grown, and, like, we just had Trump. Yeah, but we literally just did the exact same thing. Like, there's no difference. Everybody that's like, this is all unprecedented, did not pay attention <laughs> 40 years ago. So do you think that, because, I guess the question I'm a asking is, because the role of actor has kind of switched, right? Like, now it's more social media influencers, those type of people. Yeah. Do you think that's going to be next? Or is like, that social influencers can be president? Yeah. Do you know what just happened this month, Adam? What's that? Both you and I became old enough to 35. become president. So that's why I'm bringing this up. It's because we should run for president on the same ticket, both as president, and then we can get two co-vice presidents. Double president, yeah. double vice president. I think it'll work. DP the White House. Oh, yeah. <laughs> double president. It'll work fine. I did when I was in my like super punk rock phase have an entire basis of the leadership of democracy be two dudes and a woman but both of the dudes have the hots for the chick and the chick is repulsed by both dudes <laughs> so they have all of the same like credentials as like a good politician would have like they deserve to be there but in their personal life it has to be two dudes that are totally after this one chick they both know they're both after her, and they both know they can't get her and she is already fed up and annoyed with them and they have to hang out in a room and come to a conclusion <laughs> yeah the... I think 
on would, right after politics in your state the right, reality exactly. tv show <laughs> the season of government followed by two presidents and a lady which yeah. i'm sure that came out a lot more sexist than i thought the name needed to be <laughs> the lady is also one of the presidents <laughs> uh two and a half men wait no, yeah, that's, no still... that's, what, that's what i was going for it's a little worse <laughs> So I bring up the social media thing because I feel like if there's ever a woman that has political aspirations and also has a really sick OnlyFans, that's like such a quick path to the presidency. Well, soon. I think that'll take probably 20 more years before that's feasible. Because that's how long it's going to take for the people who have a problem with that to die. So hold up. Have you ever heard of Alexandra Hunt? I think so. So she she is currently 29, which means 2028. She's going to be 35. She has an OnlyFans. Um, She is part of Pennsylvania's third congressional district currently. Yeah. I think she actually may have just lost that spot. I'm not sure. Uh, But she announced uh, OnlyFans, uh, I think, last year. Yeah, I think that we'll have politicians and stuff that have OnlyFans long before we'll have any that are taken seriously. Because, like I said, the 20 years thing isn't because I don't think she'll have any supporters in that situation. It's because the people that don't support it are still alive. And that'll be like the mainline religious folk that are, you know, vote in record numbers. I see what you're saying there, yeah. I think the thing that may kind of help her is she had a political career first, right? So... Maybe some of those older people don't have to know. Yeah, but, but they probably that's find the out. The second she starts getting anything bigger, like people will trash talk. That's how that yeah, works. Obviously, and we know that no one gives a fuck if you were respectable before you do something that we consider unrespectable. Yeah, we do this to teachers all the time when we're like, "Oh, you're a stripper." Because we don't pay enough fucking money in this country for you to just do one job. <laughs> and yeah. like even if you're trying to keep your keep your like stripper shit secret, they're like, oh, unfit to be a teacher, even though that has nothing to do with anything. Yeah. Here's the other thing. Uh this girl's name is Alexandra Hunt, right? That's how she's known as a politician. I think she's unmarried at the moment. So if she does get married, I really hope it's to a dude named Mike and they keep her name because then the first man, yeah. would that be his name? It would be Mike Hunt. Yes. I, is he got to have an OnlyFans? Is this for requirements? <laughs> I don't know. I just like that idea that the first man's name is Mike Hunt. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that the dude doesn't take your last name. Yeah, but that's, that's what like I'm saying. Traditional anyway. Yeah, but like her political career has already started, you know, so they're like, yeah, Hunt 2028. And then she can't be like, well, I guess people wouldn't think it's that weird. But if she was like, hey, this is Mike Smith, they'd be like, what? Yeah, no, they'd just be like, oh, you had a political (laughs) career and didn't take your husband's last name. It would be good of him to take her last name just to fuck with norms a little bit. Yeah. Because I'm not like exactly super stoked about my last name. It's somewhat generic. If somebody had a cooler last name, I might trade up. What if you were albino? If I know. If I was albino, I wouldn't tell people my last name. (laughs) I just wouldn't. They would just think you're magic. Well, I don't know if you remember this part of high school where I went by Steven for like a year. I don't remember I just thought that's because you already knew my name. But everybody (laughs) I introduced myself to, I introduced myself to as Steven. And it worked till anybody met anyone I knew. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't it? People generally believe that you're telling Yeah, there's no real reason to lie about (laughs) your name. It's true. 
It's the milkweed. It gives the girl's chest hair. Um, but you're not going to understand that.